B500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I hate to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. <laughs> this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. I do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. Like, eject that into my face. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 18 of the Battered Modern Fans Podcast. I am your host, Danny Granada. Alongside me is Mr. Brenton Griffin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, we'll get into all the fun and exciting times we had this week. Marlins actually being buyers. You know, do want to say we got to pour one out for Spaz. Uh, you'll notice he's not here with us today. Kim included him in the uh, the Josh Bell trade. <laughs> Cleveland was on the fence. Kim said, I'll give you the best mustache we got at Lone Depot. And let me tell you something. That's what sealed the deal. <laughs> I feel like it's worth it. I mean, I, I, I would, I, I don't blame Kim at all. And I don't blame. Yeah. No, I don't blame so Spaz is now official uh, going to be doing the Battered Guardians podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on my, uh, good. On my head today, I've got might look like the normal marlin's hat but it's the uh the uh all-star version oh nice yeah nice uh, i i've always look because it's silly because i my wife kills me because when she looks because i i have well over 100 hats and the majority of them looked exactly the same but i'm into the patches like if you give me a, yeah. a unique patch on the side you got me so same I, I, I'm all into the well, and this too has the star on the top here. So a little bit different. Wow, look at that. So it has a star that. there, and I broke it out today because our all-star Kim, man, she emptied the clip. That's it. And that's what you want. Yeah. And um, and I am wearing for those that don't know, I am Brooklyn born, Brooklyn raised. I was obsessed with the Brooklyn Dodgers, even though they were long gone by the time I was a youngin. But we didn't have a professional sports team, so I was all in to find out about Duke Snyder, J Jackie Robinson, all that other good stuff. So I, I love the Brooklyn Dodgers, rocking all their gear all the time. So this is uh, actually it's a special edition New Era Day hat that they dropped for the Brooklyn Dodgers. So that is what I have on my head today. And uh, here I got Alberto Branton rocking some heat. Yes, he Ooh. is. That, that all-star. try to bring it. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. All right. So. Big week, and I, I know that the, the majority of the, the talk this week has been about the trade deadline, right? The new acquisitions, we were buyers, but there was a series that happened over the weekend, and it was a big series, not necessarily yeah. because of the Tigers, but it was Miggy weekend. What did you yeah. think about Miggy weekend? Because I didn't make it out to the park. Did you make it out to the park? No, I wish I I wish I could have, but had some things going on this weekend, so didn't make actually get to make it out, but man, it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, you know, I I want to find out where they got that humidor for Miggy. I want one. Put it right here next to me for the, the recording studio. But, uh, you know, I thought the tribute was fitting. It was great. It was everything I hoped it would be. Um, and getting to see him for the first and last time playing against the Florida Marlins was pretty cool in his Very last cool. at bat. And, for sure. 
you know, seeing on TV, like every time he went up to bat, like the crowd going wild and treating him right like they should. It was great. You know, it's hard to believe that it was, you know, what was it like 16 years ago when we traded him? And, you know, there's still just so much love in this community and around this team for him. And, and it's well-deserved and it was just great. Um, the, the, on the field, it didn't go as great for us, but, um, you know, I was pretty disappointed to see us, you know, only take, uh, take the one game. It was that Friday game. I thought we had for sure, but you know, we move on or no, we won Friday. We won the Friday game. Game it was, uh, it was Quato's that we lost Quato. Yeah. And we were talking about this before the we Saturday started recording game. about Quato because with Quato, it's, it seems like the first couple of starts he's had with us, they haven't been too bad. But when we saw him starting, we thought, okay, he's, he's the starting pitcher, but this is a bullpen day, right? Like, that's what we thought. Yeah. But then he <laughs> rides it out five, six innings, and we're like, okay, he's playing pretty well, but eventually the wheels are going to fall off. And I feel like if you get a solid five, all right, let's take him out because we got more than we bargained for, and then let's not wait for things to fall apart. Now, on Saturday is when he started. He gave up three. I want to say it's in the second inning. Kind of played, settled down, but then he gave yeah. up another home run in the sixth. Are you, how are you feeling about the whole Cueto, exper- I don't want to say experiment, but the Cueto experience since he's come back? You know, at some point you have to feel bad for him. Like, we'll get into today's game. Like, he pitched pretty well. He had that one one pitch that uh, Bryce Harper took out and, and, you know, he got the loss today, but you know, I feel bad because the last three starts have been pretty solid and he's come away with nothing. Uh, <laughs> you know, we keep, we either blow the lead after he leaves or, you know, he just doesn't get the run support. So, you know, I, I've been very vocal on here that it's been time to pull the plug on Cueto for a while now. I saw all I needed to see during his rehab assignment. And during his only or his first start to start the season. So um, I'm hoping and, you know, we'll talk about some interesting things that might be happening later in the show. But uh, I'm hoping we got to be at the end of the Cueto era here. Like he's he's got to be going somewhere. But I'm okay with him playing a couple innings, being a long relief or something. But the fact that he's starting games and writing it all the way to the sixth inning, I think I think they're. They're playing with fire. Like we know yeah. what Cueto is by about now. We're happy that he's been productive for the majority of the innings that he's played, but you can't expect him to just be dominant all the way through. Let's just long yeah. relief or if a bullpen day, give him the first two or three innings and then bring somebody else in. Uh, Marlon's historian mm-hmm. was at the game and he, he loved everything that he saw on Friday. He also commented Ooh. that the, the hat inflation has killed him because actually You're- when I first started buying hats, they were 25 bucks. Eventually they crept up to 30. And I was still buying them heavy. And then it was the special edition patches. Like, oh, only a thousand of these they made. And those were the $45-$50. But that's it. They're all $45-$50. You're going to so love this one, man. Yeah. 19 well, bucks. Oh, yeah. It was on but sale those, on Fanatics. But the fitters are the ones that are killers. The yeah, this is a flex the fit. So, yeah. Not as great. Oh. So, uh, Josh Chisholm City Connect is on sale. This hat is not. So uh, I did have a question here. As far as the Tiger series goes, game yeah. number two, the one we were talking about with Cueto, they gave up the lead. 
in the top of the yeah. eighth. Then the Marlins came in the bottom of the eighth, and they took a two-run lead, right? So they tied it 4-4, and they went ahead. They put on two runs. They went into the top of the ninth up 6-4, to four, and they brought in A.J. Puck. And A.J. Puck gave up a run. Luckily, we were up by two, and it didn't cost us the game. But A.J. Puck cannot be trusted anymore. Where are you on A.J. Puck? <coughs> um, you know, I was feeling pretty good about the Robertson trade. Uh, I was glad to see him come in. Uh, I think Puck, you know, I think we talked, I talked about it last week where they, I read an interview about um, his old pitching coach with the A's saying that when they converted him from a starter to a reliever, they noticed that when he pitches back-to-back days, he's not as sharp the second day and the third day, forget about it. And, you know, Puck already had dead arm at one point this season. So I think he's probably overworked. I don't think he's a bad pitcher anymore. I don't think like he's, he's still dominant, but I think Robertson comes in, it gives him the opportunity. It gives skip the opportunity to say, well, you know what? We're going to face like three lefties here. Puck hasn't pitched in a couple days. Let me put Puck in here. Or let me put Robertson in here against the three righties that are coming up in the ninth and and kind of platoon the duties a bit and give Puck some time off because I really do think that his problem is is we overwork the hell out of him to start the season. So, um, you know, while I don't think right now he can probably be trusted, I think that's more on – that's on, on us and Skip – for overusing him in the beginning of the season. But I don't think talent just goes away. Not like that. Like he still throws real hard. His throwing motion throws, throws some batters off. Like if they haven't seen it before, just the arm action. And, you know, he's got filthy stuff when he's on. It's just since he had dead arm, he's not the same guy. So, you know, maybe we've got some new additions in the bullpen. Maybe we can bring somebody up, give him a couple of weeks off. You know, Nardi's back. Look, we'll Steve see. agrees. He says that we, that Puck needs a little break. I mean, he yeah. had a break already, though. Yeah, but you like under no circumstances should a reliever have dead arm. And I think it was May. Look, <laughs> like, we, we overused. That just says you I, overused him. Yeah, you overused the whole bullpen. I remember the bullpen, and not only were they being overused, but they were being overused because they were so effective. That first yeah. month, we we, we had the best our bullpen, bullpen in the league. A hundred percent statistically by far, yeah. but. Everybody was like, oh, all these one-run wins. Yay. Yeah, but that came at a cost also. Those yeah. close games, your bullpen comes in consistently to shut them out. So that was tough. But David Robertson did come in in that Tiger series. Uh, it was on Sunday, the last game of the series. He pitched one inning, a shutout inning, one strikeout. So he showed that he is uh, hopefully going to have a, a decent going. Like I told well, you, he used to You have to, to share your Yankee. take on him. Please. Yes, he used to be a Yankee, and for those that don't know, I was born and raised a Yankee fan, so I still keep up with the Yankees, very much so. And David Robertson was a nightmare for me because whenever David Robertson came on to the pitch, I'm just to the pitch deck, sorry. I just got done recording a soccer uh, uh, a podcast <laughs> earlier. Whenever he came onto the field or to the mound, he was going to save the game or he would shut down the inning, but he would make you sweat those bases would eventually be loaded. Like He'd load the bases and get out of it, but he'd make you sweat it out. So I hope for the Marlins' sake that he, he doesn't do the same, but that is my experience mm-hmm. with David Robertson. I used to hate seeing him come to the mound only because I knew he was going to make me sweat it out. So 
that is my experience with David Robertson, and we'll see how that goes from here on out. Um, and oh, we have there we go joining <laughs> us the man, Cali. How are you doing, sir? Um, I'm exhausted. I'm defeated. Um, my <laughs> I've been wrestling with my daughter for her to go to sleep for the last hour, and she's winning. She's, she's still awake. My my lovely wife finally was able to take over. So I'm back. I'm here. And I'm wearing the Dolphins hat. Um, hate that so uh, much. I know you do. Uh, partially to annoy you, but also because one of my favorite <laughs> Dolphins of all time uh, finally getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, Zach wow. Thomas. Today well, he was introduced Today he was in, uh, introduced during the uh, the beginning of the, the Jets-Browns games, if anybody is a masochist and is watching that. Um, you know, I'll be watching it on DVR later. Mm. And for those that were worried, Cali did not get traded by Kim. Had it not, it survived. No, but he, he did get one hell of a sunburn. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, oh. definitely got a little cooked, but it's not hot. All right, so we, we talked about Mickey weekend, and I don't know if you want to say anything about Mickey before we move on to the Phillies. Um, man. Maybe uh, it was kind of cool because uh, last weekend I was finishing a vacation with uh, we were in Anna Marie Island with with my family and uh, my dad. One of the cool things that I haven't done in a really long time is my dad and I watch the Marlins game every night and uh, to be able to see Miggy's kind of uh, kind of last hurrah, you know, around the Marlins, uh, you know, the kind of farewell tour that that. Uh, farewell stop he he had with us uh you know it got me and my dad talking after the game and you know sitting on sitting out back and kind of talking just you know about the marlins about baseball and stuff like that so it provided a nice bit of uh nice bit of nostalgia it always hurt that he got traded because of what could have been mm -hmm. um but man what an what a phenomenal player gave us marlins fans you know some of the best memories we've had in the last two decades or so um you know and he was just a kid he you know when he got called up with us he was only 19 he was he was a baby and uh and he was a trooper i mean he came up uh he came up an infielder he played right field for us a lot he played a little bit of third and then you know he went to the tigers and you know went on to become one of the best power hitters ever one of the best hitters of of our generation um so you know it was cool to see him kind of have that moment with with the marlins considering the history um and it was cool that i was able to kind of share that with my dad inadvertently and and you know my dad and i were able to talk about that which is which is pretty cool because we haven't been able to just sit and watch and talk baseball in, in a long time because we get older and, and those things kind of stop happening a little bit for sure uh, so it was cool I, i'm glad it kind of worked out i was bummed because we, uh, we were out of town and and i, I wasn't going to be able to see him live um but I'm really glad I, glad I got to share that with my dad. Well, that's that's awesome, and and that that's my favorite part of sports. No matter what sport it is or what team it is, the nostalgia and the fact that it brings so many people together. And usually in a household, it's generational. Usually a connection between whether it be a father son, father daughter, mother daughter, mother son, whatever it is, whatever the dynamic is, it usually brings people together in front of that TV to bring back some fun memories and all the the bonding that you do. Like my father with me, and he took me to Yankee Stadium when I was four, and kind of that was my introduction into sports and, and you know it's, it's just awesome so yeah definitely miggy i know brought that to a lot of people here in miami so 
that was the good stuff, right? Miggy weekend, won the series two to one, right? We won on Friday and Sunday. We, I'm sorry, we won on it was a Friday, Friday and Saturday. Sun Friday and Sunday. I think uh, we lost. I might Saturday. be off on that. Yeah, well, we, lost we won Saturday. two out of three. Yeah, we won two out of yeah, three. Two out of three. But then we bring the Philly series, and that's when the wheels fell off. Now we're gonna get into the the big part of the week right now with the trade deadline. But first, let's talk about the Philly series. Uh not good. If we would have won today, we would have taken a half game lead. Uh, Cueto had a decent showing today until Bryce Harper took him deep. Yeah, I'll start with Just you, Cali. Having. Yeah, I'll start with you, Cali. What did you take away, or what did you think of this series against the Phillies? Um, man, just uh, aside from from um, from yesterday and coming back down five nothing to, to walk it off, um, you know, just a, just a lot of bad baseball. I hate to say, you know, it's just that it was one of those series that it just you know, I kind of as soon as it started, we're like, okay, here we go again. Um. You know the Phillies are a good team, and, and they're definitely getting hot now. Um, they had they had a rough start, but it, you know guys are kind of starting to click on on all cylinders for them. Um, you know, I just it was disappointing. Um, but the the bright side that I took away from the the Phillies trade is is one. Um, I don't know if like keeping receipts is a thing in baseball, but I hope we gave we kept Robertson's receipt because he's been dog shit for lack of better words. <laughs> Um, but those two bats that, that Kim brought, brought in Josh Bell and, and Berger, I, I know we're going to talk about a little later, but I mean, they proved their medal yesterday, you know, and I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game today. I, I was coaching a tournament, which is also contributing to my, my excessive redness and tanning. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, man, the, the bats need to start coming around a bit. The, the pitching is, you know, and, and it looks like we're going to get some pitching help soon. Um, I don't know if that's been brought up yet, but um, yeah, it's just, it, it was really sloppy. Um, aside from last night that we showed some fight, we, we, you know, we earned it. We, we came back and won. It was just a really sloppy series for me. Well, like, like you alluded to uh, Tuesday game, they had the trade deadline, right? It's a big day for the Marlins. Sandy comes out, pitches a gem, eight scoreless innings, and then he passes it on to good old Dave Robertson. Now, like I said, Dave Robertson will make you sweat it, but then a lot of times he gets out of it. But he's going to let guys get on base. Well, he gave up three runs, and he blew what could have been a great game from Sandy. Uh, eight uh, scoreless innings for nothing. So what yeah. did you take away from the series, uh, Brenton? Uh, well, you know, we wasted another Sandy gem, so that, that hurt. Um, you know, last night's game was a ton of fun. Um, I think it was, you know, uh, you know, I do have to mention this from the battered guardians podcast, Bazzy just texted in and wanted me to, to remind everybody, um, even though he's been traded, he, he still has a home here that, uh, 21,000 or 2,100 burgers were served yesterday. If you don't know, in honor of our new acquisition, uh, burger, there were $5, $5 burgers, burgers at the park last night. So again, uh, thanks and shout out to Batter Guardians podcast for that uh, <laughs> bit there. But <laughs> aren't 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 burgers three dollars on the three hundred five menu? Uh, no, those are hot dogs. Hot, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Okay. Hot dogs. Correct. Burgers are normally like twelve bucks from what I was yeah. seeing. So that was a hell of a bargain. Um, 
But, you know, I think last night's game really showed us what those bats can do. Um, I didn't have high hopes for today's game only because it was a, what, a noon noon first pitch, late game yep. last night. It's kind of a toss-up. You throw Cueto in there, you're thinking it's a loss anyway. Um, so, but last night's game was fun. Um, Bell, uh, you know, Gally said it on Twitter, build the man a statue. Let's get going. The dude looked fantastic. Burger looked great too. Um, you know, if they can hit like that, or close to it for the rest of the year, we're going to be sitting real pretty. Um, and we'll get into the trades later, but um, you know, that's really the only positive. The rest of it was kind of disappointing. I think we were on the Monday and Tuesday lineups when they were announced. I think all of us in the group chat were like, these lineups just make me want to kill myself. Like it was terrible. Like I think Birdie was playing and and left field and hitting and stuff like that. Yeah, and hitting cleanup and you know the Tuesday game. Okay, some pieces were on the move right before the game. I get why that lineup was messy, but Monday was bad. Um, so one out of three or one out of four. It is what it is. We move on. Uh, so it's back to real quick to today's stuff. We were talking about this actually before we started recording. Uh, Callie, and I, I'd like to get your take on it. So we're talking about Cueto and how he has had his moments where he looks decent, right? He's, he's playing okay. He's getting through out of six innings, five scoreless innings or whatnot. But I feel like when we see Cueto start, we kind of want to see a bullpen day. Put, put him out there two, three innings. He could be effective one time through the lineup, maybe two times, but I would say one time through the lineup and then make it a bullpen day. But they're riding him long enough for it, for the wheels to fall off. Are you okay the way Skip is utilizing Cueto so far? Um, I don't like. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of how the organization <coughs> is handling Cueto so far, considering he's still on our goddamn roster. Um, fair, fair. <laughs> um, oh, and there's another one I want to rant on when you're done. <laughs> oh boy, I uh, love a good brand rat rant. Um, yeah, man. I mean. Ooh. With Cueto, you're you're always gonna see flashes of of what used to be, but I mean, in today's game, the the way it's changing, the way it's developed, and and we've seen if if you if you've looked at kind of the, the, some of the more advanced stats, he's he's progressively gotten worse throughout his career because he's a guy that doesn't throw hard, you know, he has an arsenal of pitches, they all move a little bit, but you know, when when that whiff rate starts going down, um that that that's 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 alarming that's a problem and um he's a guy that yeah he'll 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 miss some barrels but when he gets hit he's gonna get hit hard and i think we're we're seeing kind of the evidence of that now and um i just don't think he i i i don't i don't i don't understand why he continues to get chances even when he has flashes and, <clears throat> and moments there's so many good young arms in our system and there, are, you know, there there were options available. You know, if you really want it, need an arm, I mean, say have... his name. Say it. Yuri. No. Monteverde. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> He's in AAA now. By the way. Yeah, he got called up to first AAA. First road win was or first road start is today. Yeah, I Second mean, start I think. And they traded for Ryan Weathers, who was immediately optioned to to AAA too. But like. It was. It's just. I, I don't. I don't see how you, he continues to get chances, a chance after chance after chance, when you have guys like that ready to go. 
you know. Well, I'd rather roll. Was, I'd rather roll with those guys and lose and continue whatever this is that we're doing with Johnny Cueto. And, and like I said, look, my strife with this is that Johnny Cueto has played decent when he's been out there. Like, don't get me wrong. Even though we don't, we'd rather him not be on the team or get these chances. When he's been on there, he's been okay. Today, for example, we gave up two runs in the second. Then he shut it down through six innings. He had only given up two runs. But why put him in in the seventh? You got six out of him. Pat him on the back and let him go back in. But they put him out in the seventh. And it's like, but dude, like, don't greedy. ride it until the wheels fall out. You get greedy. Exactly. Cueto should be a bullpen day. If you and get it, a solid three, four innings out of him, good job. And let's, let's go. And I think myself and, other, and, and others I've seen on Twitter, too, have kind of all pointed. And I, I know I've mentioned on past shows, like, my biggest gripe with, with Skip is that he tends to just leave guys in a little too long. Um, and we, you know, we, we've seen it with, we've seen, we're seeing with Cueto now. We've seen it with, you know, Lazardo. I, I, off the top of my head, definitely Garrett a few times, you know, again, and the games that I've attended again, a guy's seeing that kind of 75 pitch mark and no one's, no one's up in the pen, you know, whereas when you start kind of getting to that number, you need to start like, cause if you're telling me Cueto has gone through five and he has, you know, 68 pitches, I'd be like, okay. Like, whatever, like, you should have someone up and at least getting loose. But, you know, we're talking four, fifth innings, the pitch count's going up and, you know, no movement's being made. That's my biggest gripe with Skip. Um, I just think he, he tends to leave guys in a little too long. Um, maybe it's that he doesn't trust our bullpen. Or I don't know what the case is. I wouldn't trust our bullpen right now either. But, you know, I I'm, I definitely agree with you, Danny. I think he's definitely... He, Look, you know, if, if Cueto manages to go three pitches every inning up until the sixth inning, and he's only thrown 18 pitches, I still wouldn't put him in the seventh inning. That's it. You got six innings out of him. He threw 18 pitches. Just live to fight another day. Don't put him in yeah. the seventh, eighth, and ninth. That's it. So that, that's my strife. What, what, Brian, what were you, you said you wanted to bring up somebody else. So, uh, you know, before we get into the bat, I do want to say C's in the comments brought up an excellent point that we forgot to mention. Jazz is back. Mm -hmm. It's like we got another bat at the deadline. Yep. So that this is, is a positive. Yeah, we got big the positive. And I think it was the last was it last week. I was like, oh yeah, he said he's gonna gonna be back next week, and mm -hmm. you know, probably not. Last time he said that, he didn't play the rest of the year. So I'm yeah. glad I was wrong. So excellent comment there. But um, <clears throat> you know, the other guy I want to go off on is Wendell. This, mm. this guy, I don't understand <laughs> how he's still on this fucking team. Yeah. Kim had an opportunity to pull the trigger with Tim Anderson, completely empty out the farm system. Get me a shortstop. And she didn't do it. You would have lost your shit if we emptied the farm system. Get the fuck out of here. Are you crazy? <laughs> this is true. Also, remember, he didn't want to sell for this year, Callie. So this is, listen, I just want <laughs> Wendell off this team. I, I think he's terrible. I think. He's been terrible, and takes were made on Twitter, put it best, and I didn't understand. I said, maybe it's just me. I think he's so bad. What is it that people see in him? And takes were made said it's because he doesn't wear batting gloves. People think he's like this tough guy, and you know they can relate to him, and maybe that's what it is. But the guy needs to get the fuck off this team. I, I think at this point, it's time to, to do whatever you got to do to get him out of here. Xavier Edwards who we played out of position when he came up in the outfield, who was a natural infielder, second base shortstop. 
is hitting over 300 in AAA right now. Bring him up, put him at shortstop. Let's see what the kid can do. Wendell is not it. He will not be it. We got Segura, that dead weight off of this roster. Let's get Wendell off next. Oh, I feel better now. There were, there were only three players that played every single game over the last week against the Tigers mm-hmm. and against the Phillies. Those three players, Luis Arise, John Birdie, and Joy Wendell. Joy Wendell in those games, 0 for 19. So I thought it was 0 for 26. Isn't no, that, he 0 that, for 26? That, no, no, that, that's an extended streak that he has. Oh. Going, I think like two or three games. I'm talking about just strictly the last two series. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, so we are going to talk about Yuri. But before we talk about Yuri Alberto, we did want to talk, touch on, I mean, the biggest news of the week, right? The trade deadline. So I yeah. will throw this off to, uh, I'll start off with Cali. Trade deadline. We got a burger. We got a bell. How are we feeling? Um, man, I'm a huge, I mean, I know the, the sample size is, is minuscule right now, uh, but Josh Bell is, is a proven hitter. I mean, the guy's been an all-star. He's, you know, uh, his reputation is smashing baseballs. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would, I would venture to say he's probably a 240, 250 career hitter. Um, you know, hits a lot of home runs, which I love. You guys know I'm a big power guy. I want to see bombs. I wanted bats. We got that. And then we brought in uh, Jake Berger, um, who's a former first-round pick. Well, they're both former first-round picks. Just real and, quick, uh, Josh Bell, 260 career hitter. Oh, better than I thought. Even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Berger's not a guy that's going to hit for a lot of average, but he has, by when we traded for him, 25 bombs in 88 games, which which is fantastic clip that right is, there. That is a, yes. um, he's a dude that he hits balls hard. I love his swing. Um you know, so those two guys are, you know, we're doing that while shedding contracts like um, Segura from Segura. And then, you know, as much as I, I know a lot of Marlins fans loved him, Coop, he's a guy that uh, couldn't really stay healthy. Um, kind of, you know, very streaky hitter. I think um, I think Bell will bring us a little more consistency. And um, so for, for those two guys, I am I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. Um, I'm ecstatic for those two guys. Uh, Robertson, I wa- I was I was optimistic, like a, like a Marlins fan would be, like <laughs> like oh maybe he'll come in and, and you know he just needed a change of scenery or some shit, and and the guys you know two games two bombs, you know whatever. And then we traded for Ryan Weathers. I I, I messaged my buddy <laughs> who's a huge Padres fan. I'm like, maybe hey man, they're ready. Yeah, yeah, I already sent on Triple A. I'm like, hey man, how's he been this year? And he kind of said he sent me like that sweating face emoji. And then I looked up his numbers and his ERA is like in it's just like astronomical this year. So it's mm-hmm. like, and I see C's in the comments saying a catcher wouldn't have hurt to get. And um, I agree. I would was too high. Yeah, it's just you know good hitting catchers are you know are a rarity. They're a commodity right now. You know unless mm-hmm. you want to get you know get a guy like a like a you know Yasmani Grandal or something like that. He's I know he's a local product and he hits okay, but like. <coughs> I think the price tag for a guy like that is still too high. So I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with rolling with Fortes and Solanich for the rest of the year. I mean, it's 
you know, at, at this point, like it's it's almost like a non sequitur for me. Like we're, we're just we're just stuck with these guys. But um, aside from that, um, yeah, I think our lineup has gotten astronomically better, and now Jazz, you know, back and he's already swinging the bat really well. Him and Bell going back to back, massive. Bell, you know, could you imagine any team right now outside of the Marlins, obviously, any team that is currently in a playoff hunt, right? And all of a sudden they acquired Jazz Chisholm at the trade deadline. How ecstatic would that fan base be? That's basically yeah. what we just got. Jazz hasn't played for us much. If he could stay healthy, that's the question mark. Is he going to stay on the on the field? But if he can stay healthy, we just we just got another bat that's going to just continue to help improve this lineup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brian, Brian what do you think about the trade deadline? Um, so I loved it. I I think all the trades we made, we gave up a little bit, but we didn't give up everything, right? Uh, we still have a lot of really good prospects in the system. Um, I was a little bit surprised to see Khalil Watson on the move to the Guardians. I think the kid's got talent. He does have some issues. Um, so we probably, I mean, so far it looks like we we did really well on that trade, getting Bell back. Um, was sad to see Spazzy go to the Guardians <laughs> in that trade as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he... That the mustache is what put it over the dead the uh the line. But um the one thing I did, uh the coop coop for weathers, um, I liked that trade because we gave up Edder for Burger. Edder um is is somebody that always talked about in our farm system is like a top arm. Um Callie will tell you he is grossly overrated. And when you look at his stats and his injury history. Kind of have to agree with him. So I think by trading him for Berger, that was a huge deal. And then trading Coop to get Weathers, you're getting a pitcher who's got a similar profile as far as like first round pick, a um, lot of potential there. You're getting a guy like that, but he's younger than Edder. So I think that was a really great move. That's kind of going to fly under the the radar because I don't know if we see Weathers in the the big league team this year. I think that's a move more so for moving forward. But um, like I, I mean Josh Bell, I think just never found his stride in Cleveland. Um, you know I don't blame him. I would hate to live in Cleveland. So maybe that's what it was. Change of scenery probably does him some good. Um, and Berger, man, yeah, well, him and Berger, both guys who, as Spazzy would say, uh, loves to hit, will hit those balls all the way to fucking Calle Ocho. Mm -hmm. That's what he would say. (laughs) But, um, Berger, Berger sample size is so small as far as his major league career. Like he's, he's still so young and so controllable. Um, you know, his, his batting average has never been great. Like it's like right around, was he, he's a two, four. 232 career hitter, 214 so far this year. So we'll see. Um, definitely love the idea of bringing in more power, bringing in Bell, um, and getting these guys who were not necessarily like Berger was the only power hitter in that Chicago White Sox lineup. Getting in protection like Solaire, like Jazz, like Bell and stuff, and building people around him, um, I think is only going to help him hit more and, and him be more successful um, because people. When you're with Chicago, like you can afford to walk this guy and then move on to the next guy who's just going to ground into a double play, right? Um, so, 
you know, I'm happy with all the moves. I think Kim knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, I, I just it, it were we're in it for this year, but we're also in it for the next several years because we got pieces that are controllable. We didn't just go out and get rentals, which is what I was afraid of. And a historian here brought up, uh, I mean, a, a point. I think it was the Sandy start on Tuesday. It we was. got 11 hits, four walks, and we just got one run. And we still should have crept out of that game with the victory. But <laughs> Sandy, unfortunately, going to go full nine. And you guys, your first taste of David Robertson. So, <laughs> like, like I said, but I, sometimes he gets out of them. But for sure, he's going to let people on base. 100%, I'm telling you, he's never going to have – well, he. Once in a blue, but he'll rarely have a clean inning because it's not going to be three up, three down with him. I promise you that. Uh, so were you guys surprised that we're buyers at the deadline? Like, does this officially mean we're all in and we're trying to win a chip? Is that what this means, Kali? Um, I think you have to. You have to, right? Um, I mean, we haven't been buyers in, in a very long time. Um, we've discussed that on, on the last few episodes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was nice. For, you know, we, we've always been on the end of receiving the prospects for our better players. Um, mm -hmm. that, that seems to have been the Marlins MO for, for I feel Ever. Like over over a decade now, you know, two decades, maybe. Um, so to see them, you know, kind of like sack up and uh, and, you know, Kim send off some some promising guys for, you know, for for bats, for guys that can help us right now. I love that. You know, I'm glad that we're like, okay, you know, we're, we're third in division right now. We're six games over 500. Like let, let's, let's go for it, man. Like, like let's get to the playoffs and, you know, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is like making those moves and making these runs. And if we get into playoff spot, Miami becomes a more, you know, considerable and attractive place for a free agent. And like, yeah, you know, I can play in Miami and, you know, it's not, it's not the old Marlins that, you know, they're going to be, you know, Fit, you know fourth or fifth in the division and and be done by you know july like you know when, when we start competing like hey man they won 86 games this year they they played in the you know, they played in the wild card round or whatever and suddenly some guys would you know maybe shoot down i'm like oh man maybe we can get over the hump and we can do something so winning helps man winning cures everything and makes guys want to come play here you know, it brings people to the ballpark. It's in the team's best interest to win. And I'm glad that they finally <laughs> did something about it, that we're, we were competitive in July. You know, we're here. Like, we haven't been great after the All-Star break, but we're here. You know, as bad as we've been, our record is still what it is. You know, winning 85, 90 games is still very much on the table. So, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'm hoping it pays off. And, and, Burger will pay off in, in its own way because again, we're kind of how Brandon kind of alluded to, he's under club control till 2028. That's huge to have a bat like that, that under club huge. control for so long. So mm -hmm. uh Brighton, we're going all in because I know you were good waiting till next year. Well, I didn't think that this was the year to go out and buy rentals because you're one piece ahead or you're one piece away from winning the World Series because I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, but <clears throat> listen. This is probably the best deadline we've. This is at least the best deadline we've had recently. I, I, I knew we would be buyers, and I was hoping. You know, I, I was the guy like sitting there on Twitter, sitting there texting you guys like 15 minutes ago, and we still don't have. All we've got is, is burgers. A lot of people that's doing it. That like sure, I was yeah. losing it, and I was like, no, 
Kim's going to come through. Maybe this is it. I don't know. Going back and forth. But um, I knew we would be buyers. I just didn't know it was going to be this big um, because you you look at we didn't just bring in like guys and give up a couple young prospects like we got out from underneath some some big contracts that, you know, we didn't really need to pay Segura, um, you know, I've railed against him and railed against him and I'm, I'm glad he's gone. Um, you know, but the stat that's damning is like, he has the, like he, he was the biggest drag on our lineup. Like he is the one guy you could put in and he had like a negative, I think it was like 1.9% win rate when he was in, which is huge. Like nobody else has like even a, a one point anything. And he's here dragging us down because not only can he not hit, his defensive errors were a liability. Like he just wasn't good. So um, it was glad to see him go. Uh, just, you know, it just tells me like we're not just here to win this now. And if we don't win, we're going to dismantle everything. This is a, this, these were all moves that are saying, if we don't win right now, that's okay. We're going to go after it again next year because like, you know, like the chat saying, like we're, we need a catcher and we need a shortstop. Those are the two areas we need right now. So if we make the playoffs and then like Callie said, we've got like, we're a little bit more attractive for some people. We can attract a decent shortstop, decent catcher next year. We could be even better because the pitching's not going anywhere all the pieces we acquired aren't going anywhere because bell has a contract through next year. So we're in it. We're, we're in and we're, we're in it to win it. And we're trying to keep the crowds at the stadium. And, and I'm hoping that that stays that way. And uh, like you said, in it to win it. And I guess that's a segue <laughs> into this weekend. We have Texas Rangers coming up in Texas, the best hitting Ugh. team in baseball. The only thing that they had that was kind of subpar was their pitching, right? They're not horrible, but not great somewhere in the middle of the pack. So they went ahead and they traded for Matt Scherzer. So now we go into Texas and we have a three-game series against one heck of a team. And then we follow that up with taking a visit to Cincinnati for three games, which is probably the most exciting team in the league right now. They lead the league in stolen bases and they're just fun to watch. So I guess it's prediction time. We have six games, six road games coming up, and then we have an off day on Thursday. Uh, I'll start. I usually like to start with Spaz, the optimistic one, but he's not here. So I'll start with the Bad second Guardians most optimistic person here. In. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callie, how are we feeling about these upcoming series? Six games, three Texas, three Cincinnati. Um. Man, I am. I'm not looking forward to this uh, Ranger series. No. Um, they're they're really damn good, man. Like like you. I mean, you said it. They're one of the best hitting teams in baseball. They steal a lot of ba- they steal a lot of bags. Um, they're disciplined too. They I think they lead the league in walks. Also, they do. They lead yeah, the league they, in walks. Yeah. Very very good offensive team. Going to Texas, I am for one not optimistic um I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick i i, I don't want to misspeak I, I was wrong there are sixth in walks and so okay um yeah i i don't uh i don't i think i, mean, I think we steal one probably you know like I, I don't i don't think we get swept um since yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little better about they've been playing <laughs> they've been playing pretty good 
Um, and and uh, they have their their young phenom too, uh, Eli Dela Cruz, who's been absolutely sensational. If you haven't seen him, um, did you see the shirt that uh, Joey Votto had on? No, it said "Run DLC." Oh, that's really good. And Damn. they said De La Cruz on it. It is hot. Oh, god damn it. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I love Otto too. Um we struggled with Cincy last time, but I, I think we can I think we can take two from there. So I'm gonna say we we split the we split the upcoming series three to three. So three to what three. are you thinking, Brian? Ooh. Um you think you take <clears throat> uh you know it's hard for me to predict this Ranger series, right? I, I want to be optimistic because tomorrow we've got Lazardo going. Sunday we've got Sandy going as a projected starter. We don't know who the starter is for Saturday. It has not been announced since TBD on the website. So that scares me to death because that screams bullpen day. And they are going to get torched if we have to do a bullpen day in uh, against the Rangers. So... You know, I'm I'm going to be optimistic here. I'm going to say we take two out of three from the Rangers. I think we win the Lazardo match. We win the Sandy match. Um, we've got the new bats in there. Um, we're not going like super West Coast on this road trip. So I say we take two out of three. We'll probably lose the Saturday game. Um, and, and against Cincinnati, I say we take two out of three there too. I think we we played them pretty well when they were here. Um, we were kind of in transition there. Um, so we had a rough time of it. But I, I think we can definitely beat the Reds. Um, I, I, you know, we I don't know who's pitching that series yet, but I think our pitchers match up pretty well there. And I think our, our lineup with the new bats and everything is really just going to start clicking. And, and, yeah, I think four and two. Seas agrees with me. We're winning both series, like he says. I like yeah. it. I, I like the optimism. I don't know if I agree with it, but I like it. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> the The Rangers they got swept by the Padres two series ago, uh, and then they got they had their their get right series against the White Sox, which I think everybody would would take advantage of. So I do think if the Padres could sweep them, I think that we can get at least one. So I'm going to go along with what Cali said, which is. Uh, Take one out of three against the Rangers. Now, when it comes to Cincinnati, Cincinnati just had a four-game series against the Cubs. Now, they're exciting and everything, offensively. But the Cubs, just two games ago, they put up 20 runs on the Reds. Then the following night, they put up 16 runs on the Reds. That sounds good to me because I know the Rangers are the best hitting team, but the Marlins, as far as just hits go, the Marlins are second in the league. <coughs> I think we I think we could put bat to ball. I think Bell and Berger can get a couple home runs to kind of get us flowing and get us excited. And I'd say we take two out of three against the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm gonna go much like Callie said, three and three in the next six. That would put us at 61 and 55. And just just hanging on for dear life because that wild card race has really gotten complicated because there's a lot of teams yeah. that are pushing for three spots. So it's gonna be one of those things where this last month of September is going to be very interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're I'm I'm not in panic mode yet. I don't think anybody should be. Um, but after these two weeks, the 
the series we're going to be talking about the next two episodes are fucking brutal. Okay, because we got the Yankees and then the Astros, and then we got the Dodgers and the Padres. So, I mean, mm. it, it'd be nice to get mm. in a couple this week because it, it, it's 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 gonna get tough. Well, and and, tough. and then you have the Nationals, which is okay, but then you have the Rays, yeah, and who are you, you for have, all intents and purposes our fathers. And then you have the Dodgers the week after that, then the Phillies. It doesn't get any, and then we have the Brewers, the Braves, the Mets. It's going to be tough sliding Brewers all the again. way through. That's again. Got, Pirates. We got to just keep winning series. Got to keep just keep winning series. That's it. That's all it is. Take two out of just three all the way swimming. through, and you'll be fine. Just keep swimming. I like that. Keep swimming. Yes, all right. Any final thoughts? Uh, ooh. Uh, here's Branton. We didn't talk about the big thing. Oh no! Yes, you're right. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> What would I do without Brian? That was a late addition to our show sheet. (laughs) Yes. So, as been reported by a few people, I I think Craig Mish was one of the ones that that reported it. Yeah, he broke it. Yeah. Yuri Perez has been said that he's going to come back up, which I have no idea why he got taken down to begin with then. But he's going to come back, and he should be pitching in that Yankee series that Kali was just talking about a couple minutes ago. What do you think about Yuri making his way back up to the big leagues just to play against the Yankees? Um, I'm a fan. Uh, I think he should have. I mean, I, I think anybody with a brain will will agree that he should have never been sent down. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, Marlins doing Marlins shit, you know, and them trying to hold on to options and pay and all that dumb shit. Um so it'd be great, man. Get the, you know, it, again, it's almost like another trade <laughs> acquisition. It's, it's, you know, getting an arm like that to, you know, to come back and, you know, he's got to put on his big boy pants against the Yankees because you know how the Yankees fans travel and, and they'll be, at, they'll be at Mons Park in full, in full force. So for sure, it'll, it'll be a good experience for him to, you know, and hopefully, you know, we, we give, uh, we give Judge and Stan a couple hat tricks and, Make it fun for all of us. Yeah. Listen, Brand. we need him. We need him bad. Um, you know, one of the moves I didn't quite see coming is, um, you know, Cabrera is in AAA now. He's not on the big league roster anymore. We really only have four starting pitchers right now. We've got uh, Sandy, Lazardo, Garrett, and uh, well, I guess he's a starting pitcher, Cueto. Um you know, we need him. We're going to need him for this run in. We need all the best pitchers we can get. Um, you know, Rogers hasn't even started throwing. I doubt we see him the rest of the year. Um, you know, now's the time. Listen, we, we can't worry about burning the kid's arm out. We can't worry about anything. We need to, we need to see what he has. Like, if you want to say, just give him five innings, let him pitch five innings every outing, five innings of Yuri is better than you know, nine innings of anybody else's, you know, top pitching prospect or most pitchers, like give them, give the kid the ball and let, let, let him do it. Let him carry us to the playoffs. Sandy's cooking now. Lizardo's been cooking all season. Garrett's been consistent. Let's bring him back. We shouldn't have sent him down. I get why we did it. 
there's a lot of different theories about why we did it. It makes sense, you know, from a, whatever kind of perspective you want to look at it, except from a winning perspective. We should have kept mm-hmm. him up here. So um really excited to see him back. Um, if it's true and he does come back for that Yankees series, I'll try and make it out there. Um, because anytime you get to see that kid pitch, it's special, man. He's he's something else. I, I love it. I, I can't wait for him to be back. I always thought it didn't make sense if you were going to have him pitch in the minors. When I saw he was pitching in the minors, that really frustrated me. I was like, what the hell is the point of bringing him down? two innings. I, I would have him throw two innings <laughs> in the big leagues, though. <coughs> have him start the bullpen days. If that's right, and then have Quato, absolutely right. Yeah. And then have Quato yeah. come in for those two or three innings that we were talking about before. So <laughs> so um, I, I'm glad to see that, that he's going to come back up, though. Uh, I'm really excited to see him play again. And hopefully... He doesn't miss a beat, and he could be just as dominant. And I had Marlins historian say, all we have to do during this rough run is hopefully go 500. Uh, if we go 500, we've played 110 games, 52 games left. That's uh, 26 and 26. That would put us at 84 and 78. And I think <laughs> the magic number to make the playoffs is probably 86, give or take. So just one game over 500. Two games over 500, hopefully. But um, it's going to be tough sledding because we have a very tough run from here to the end of the season. But as long as they just, just one series at a time, as they say, one one pitch, yeah. one inning, all that other cliche stuff. So now, any final thoughts, Brian? Uh, yeah, just listen. No matter what the outcomes are of these games as we run in, um, just enjoy it. I mean, come on. Like, when have we had a... a point where we've invested in this team and we've actually added pieces and you know we we've never been in this position like just enjoy it support the players um you know we're seeing sandy come alive like let's let's just all enjoy it man like who who thought we would be here in july talking where oh we just made like redid our whole lineup we brought in all these buyers yeah yeah you know, we we talked, I think it was the first episode, and we, I think we talked about the trade deadline. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to sell off Sandy yeah. or, you know, some nonsense like that. And so just enjoy it, guys. And, sure. you know, we're on the road. You can't go out to the ballpark right now. But just get ready. Save your money for the Yankees series. Let's get out there and support Yuri if he comes back. That's going to be awesome. Final thoughts, Cali. Um. I mean, just to kind of echo what Brandon was saying, like, you know, it's not often that we're in a playoff race. It's not often that we're, like, kind of in the hunt like this. And, you know, as a Marlins fan, these these years come few and far between. Um, I do think that the club's maybe hitting a, a turning point and what we're seeing ownership in the front office, you know, kind of change the, the paradigm within the club. So hopefully it's a start of, of good things, but write it out, baby. Write it out. We had a, we had a, an incredible first half of the season. It's been shit lately, but you know it's not about what you're going through right now. I'd rather go through this this period in time right now than go through it in in September. September for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys as always. If you were listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you are listen, watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. And if you participated in the chat, we appreciate you taking the time to participate. As always, you guys are the best part of the show. And if you have an opportunity, please like, subscribe. If you're listening on audio, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. Have a good one.